Throughout history, man has always used ritual burial as a form of worship. Man has always felt that the human consciousness and the soul survive after death. As far back as archaeologists have been able to go, evidence of this fact is clear. We not only dress and prepare our dead, we create rituals to send them on their way into the afterlife. Some religions believe that certain actions need to be taken in order to cause a needed effect in the afterlife as well. These facts can be found by studying the history of ancient Egypt as well as many other societies during those times. Societies that are bound geographically in the same regions of our planet. History has presented as many amazing facts about our past showing rituals that our ancestors performed in structures built for their gods. Archaeologists have searched diligently in search for the origin of these rituals and the reasoning behind them. One thing is certain though, as time goes by, these forms of worship always turns into some form of competition. Some would say that this in and of itself is a mystery, but I know better than that. Christianity itself holds the answer to my mystery. When Christianity first developed, there was never a golden age for the religion. Not everyone agreed on the same ideologies concerning Jesus, just as it is with other forms of religion. Christianity was broken down into factions. Most believe that searching into the far past only shows individuals who were ignorant. These people are far from knowing the truth of what was really going on though. They were mystery schools in the past that taught their followers about the experience of death and rebirth in the here and now. Immortality of the human soul was the great question of the day. Because this was such a hot topic in those days, Questions concerning Jesus himself was and is still a popular discussion. A lot of conspiracy theorists, theologians, and historians have noticed similarities between Egypt's paganism, the Christian Bible, and the Torah. A passage that has been overlooked repeatedly in the book of Revelations in the Christian Bible is a good example of this. It states that their dead bodies will lie in the streets of Sodom and Egypt, also indicating that this was, was where Jesus was crucified. That would be in Revelations 11a. If you wish to check it out for yourself. Many pseudo archaeologists and historians believe this verse to be proof, stating 
that mystery schools in Giza actually did exist. That these facts indeed were covered up by popular Christian belief, claiming that our religious beliefs today are ethical and not mythical. The question then is this, is to question blasphemy and to blasphemy to go to hell. Is it virtuous to follow blindly and not to question? Is blind faith, faith the highest form of virtue when evidence shows that even Thomas was in doubt? Where one belief promises the rewards in the hereafter, the other promises the reality in the here and now. In Giza, their Egyptian ideologies promise the spiritual experience before death. These teachings, though, before the New Kingdom, were taught only to the elect few. Thus, the mystery school's origins are assumed to have started here. Some have even wondered how Jesus gained such knowledge, not taking into consideration that he was claiming to be the Messiah, and coming from Giza also brings questions of what his teachings actually were. Not only did Jesus have such mystery with words and come out and came out from Giza, but so did Moses, Pythagoras, Plato, Solon, Herodotus, and Pliny. To this day, these men contribute, contributed to society in the way we think. There are questions concerning time that is unaccounted for in Jesus' life. It is said that in order to educate a largely ignorant and illiterate populace, it is best to simplify concepts. To the degree where these people can grasp those concepts, of course. By doing that, some believe that the Bible only teaches the outer teachings of Jesus. These actions in turn resulted in decimation, degradation, despotism, and superstition. The teachings, to some, are aimed at people who hear and hears not, sees but sees not. The inner teachings, though, are thought to be in greater amount, so much that Every book written could not contain the amount that Jesus taught. It consisted of a working system of knowledge with experiences that could not even be achieved. Researching this subject to the best of my ability, though, this is what I learned. The teachings of Jesus were never written down by Jesus himself. Not one piece of literature was written in Hebrew, his native tongue. The first Christian Bible was written in Greek and was horribly written as well when it was translated into Latin. The, writing, the writings were even worse. 
Not one stitch of evidence proves that Jesus ever wrote anything. The case is the same with Socrates, or so Socrates, Pythagoras, and even Plato, for that matter. John's books were the first attempt at connecting Christianity with Jesus. Years later, it was determined that John, who wrote the passages in the Bible, was not the disciple. Earlier, I mentioned that Christianity was broken up into factions. This is where that plays a role in the story. Many different people believe in Jesus having their own ideologies and all separate from what other faction, factions or ideologies were. As time went by, these factions fought over who worshipped Jesus properly. Either the smaller factions eventually joined bigger factions, or they simply died off. While this was going on, Christianity wasn't even a word. Rome converted to Christianity, who gathered all of the Christians scholars together and wrote the first Christian canon. A few of the original books were taken out as time passed, but this was definitely the first canon. When finished, Rome made it law that any books that were not added to the canon were to be considered heretic and illegal, a word that would go down in infamy for centuries to come because the penalty for owning any of these books was death. Out of fear that they would be put to death as a heretic worshiper, they hid these books that weren't included in the canon. Greek and Roman philosophers were forced to convert from pagan beliefs to Christianity or be put to death also. Alexandria was almost burned to the ground while scholars such as Hypatia were dismembered, burned at the stake, and put to death in the streets. Ancient Egyptian temples were deserted or destroyed, replacing pagan symbols with Christian symbols instead. The writer John mentioned in the New Testament of the Bible himself was also exiled to a remote island. Constantine still used his passages in the canon though. Oddly enough, the story takes a dramatic turn again. After Christianity became Rome's chosen religion, Constantine began to slowly favor Gnostic beliefs. Greek and Roman philosophers who were once pagan began to incorporate those philosophies into Christianity also. History shows that different, that different from what popular belief may say, Rome was not defeated. It was abandoned. Before Constantine's death, he had finally decided that it was time to move his capital. He abandoned Rome resettling in his new capital, Constantinople. I do concede to the idea that Greek philosophers obtained their ideas from Egypt, though. I also know that in order for any scholar to obtain a true education dur during that era, 
he had to travel to Egypt, Greek and Roman philosophy became the standard and Egyptian was forgotten through or and Egypt was forgotten though it seemed. Methods of teaching through mystery schools are seen in Greek though Egypt was now teaching mysteries to its people openly during the New Kingdom era. Mystery schools could have survived in Egypt or the history of them could have have been taught still that we will never truly know. I can see why most of these pseudo-archaeologists believe this too. An injustice has been done to ancient Egypt and her contributions to society have not truly been recognized by modern civilization. Nobody can deny the precision and skill that was put into building the Great Pyramid. The Egyptians use, use, the Egyptians use of methodology in these matters also. The fact that today our architects are still unable to do what this society did with the same tools that were available to them these traits occurred not only in Egypt though, but in other societies throughout the world also, and in different regions. Egypt, Egyptian belief passed down to the Greek philosophers. The idea that the visible and the invisible were all a part of nature. They understood the concept of microcosm and micro microcosm of microcosm and microcosm as well or macrocosm Egyptians were all versed in healing for people of that era during the time of ancient Egypt different societies had working knowledge of astronomy distance and were able to recognize nearby planets they understood mathematics recognized the precision in the equinox and local star groupings. A few individuals even knew that our world was in an ever-turning order of cycles. Yet we have been fooled into believing the idea that all people from the past thought that the world was flat. Such nonsense needs to be stricken from our minds. None of what I have said even deals with what the Jews or civilizations in the Orient and America knew. That is because this subject covers so many areas and it would take more time than what I wish to spend with writing. I am not saying that I won't write about it, but I will write about it in another at another time. These teachings though are sure, uh, for sure had to have been passed down to Plato, Pythagoras, Euclid, Plotinus, and the list goes on. Especially considering that this was during times when free thought was not permitted by the powers that be. 
I can say that the mystery schools of Egypt were connected to the Greeks and Roman schools. Or I can't say that the mystery schools of Egypt were connected to the Greek and Roman schools. Nor can I say they were connected to hermetic groups during the Dark Ages and into the Renaissance era. I can say that the information had to have been passed down from one source to another, though. By any accounts, the effects of the mystery schools from Egypt, Greece, and Rome can still be heard. Stories, conspiracies, folklore, and legends that have been passed down through time. Isis and Osiris became mysteries with connections to the Old Testament, Torah, Jesuit priests, and the Catholic Church. Pillars represented a family's bloodline, and they were favored by God himself. A holy stone that traveled throughout the world only to rest under the royal throne, sat on by kings and queens while they were being crowned and taking their rightful places as rulers. A temple that inspired stories about its architect murdered for the secrets that were given to him. The king that built that same temple who gathered immense power from demons and wielded it at will against evil. Grading systems that were used by hermetic groups and still used today in order to grade our children. Ceremonies, ceremonies for the graduates who finished their education using ritual and speeches in celebration.